On the Grindhouse Girls podcast, we discuss all things spoopy, scary, and strange. Some content may be disturbing or graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, Grindhouse Girls friends and fam. Eli Craig said he always grew up between two worlds. Half of his childhood was spent with his mom, Sally Field, in L.A. in the Hollywood upbringing. The other half was spent with his father, Steve Craig, in the remote backwoods of Oregon. He has seen the scary movies, you know the ones, like The Hills Have Eyes and Wrong Turn that featured backwoods killers. And honestly, they just remind him of his dad, the same dad who lived in a crappy cabin and who worked with chainsaws all the time. His dad who even accidentally cut into a beehive one time. And it made him think, why were the Backwoods people always the bad guys? His friend and writing partner Morgan Jurgensen then asked the question concerning the plot in these films. What if they were all accidents instead? And that's when they got the idea for their movie. Three years later, Eli finally got the financing together for everything. But it looked like things were going to fall apart again. So he decided to shoot a little trailer for his film, and that's when the producers started calling. Three weeks of prep, a 28-day shoot, and a whole lot of practical effects later in our movie of the week, the 2010 horror comedy Tucker and Dale vs. Evil was born. If you ever wondered what it would be like if Rosencrantz and Guildenstern were stuck in a horror movie, then boy, do we have a treat for you. So wear those helmets, and let's sit back and enjoy a nice cup of tea. This is the Grindhouse Girls Podcast. sounded like mrs doubtfire but it's actually katie hello poppins and i am Brittany, and this is the great house girls podcast uh how are we doing anything crazy cool going on in your life not really too freaking crazy work has been incredibly crazy like yeah work has been intense so i work for a little like we we do house remodeling jobs and we also work for new homes and yeah it's been an intense week at work like usually like i stay pretty busy at work but i may like have like five minutes so i'm like i want to rest my eyes and like read an article or something and it's like no there's been no downtime this Ugh. week or last week. And this is also, I don't know if you guys have this at your company, but I usually go on vacation around November, which is our wedding anniversary, because things aren't as busy. My coworkers right. don't go on vacation. But most people go on vacation around this time of year. So yeah. you're also down people this yeah. time of year, too. Yeah, we've had a lot of people taking vacations. I'm not, my work isn't crazy. Although I've had a lot of, like, extra work because we had some people leave and so I'm picking up some slack which is honestly fine is one of those things like does not bother me totally cool but clue opened last weekend Brittany and Taylor even came and saw me on opening night and we're part of a really good crowd we were pretty much sold out every night which is great but yeah last week was tech week and opening night and we have one more show i think it will have closed by the time this episode airs because that'll be the week of like right after it closes so it's a three-week thing which is the perfect time because four weeks is like too much and two weeks isn't enough but three weeks is like people can come see it who wants to you give people almost a month to come see it and they're also like you know you get a good run the only bad thing is covid has made some shows in our area council so we're we're playing the everyone take a test game so that's fun but anyways so it's been fun i'm just exhausted from opening the show but i had i woke up on monday with a migraine and Mm. couldn't go to work so i used a sick day which my boss was cool with but I was like, maybe this migraine is a gift so I can sleep because that's what yeah. I did all day. I didn't even see that my boss had texted me back saying, oh, hope you feel better. I just was like, oh, 
Yeah, I'm going back to sleep. Anyways, I did get to watch this movie almost three times this week, which oh, wow. was good. Because I was trying to, like, remember. There's a lot of characters. There's a high yeah. high body count, and I was trying to remember when certain people expired. Did you watch anything interesting this week? I did, and I bet you money they're probably the same things you watched. So I think when we last recorded, I was on episode five of Stranger Things. I did finish up Stranger Yay. Things, the first half of season four. Oh, my so fucking good. God. It is so violent. Like, yeah. I, it's so violent. Like, so I mean, I, I loved it. I loved it. But we watch a lot of horror and gore on this podcast. And even I was taken aback by some it's of the It's the bone cracking. Happens. The face ripping. And the face ripping. So what I will say about Stranger Things that I think is really cool. So if you, like, started off watching the show in the first season, you're, like, 10 or 11, like the characters are. It's more like Spielberg. And now we've mm-hmm. hit the point where there's a little bit of Spielberg, but we're definitely hitting more of the Ke- Stephen King stride. Or Friday, so, Friday the 13th and Nightmare yeah, on Elm Street. Nightmare Very Elm Nightmare Street. on Elm yeah. Street. Yeah. Ryan pointed that out to us. We were texting about mm-hmm. it. And Ryan, hey Ryan. Ryan's not recording, but Ryan's back to editing. So hi Ryan. Yeah. He was like, oh my god, you guys timed Nightmare on Elm Street perfectly because there's a whole dream monster aspect. And I was like, that was not planned. But hey, why not? Yes. But I, I like it because it's almost like if you grew up with the show and you're like a 17 or 18 year old now, it makes sense that it would be violent. The stakes are higher because yeah. they are older and the monsters That's are how Harry Potter progressed for us. Yeah. Because we got older yeah. and the books got more mature. And so then when adults ask me who haven't read Harry Potter... Would my 10-year-old be able to read Harry Potter? I was like, uh, maybe let them read one book every year. Yeah. I'm just gonna, because, I'm like, it depends on your 10-year-old. But yeah, I would yeah. say, yeah, Stranger Things, definitely a good one. I did get a little further into The Boys Season 2, but I still haven't finished it. Uh, but I like it. It's just, I'm, you know, it's, it's a lot. The Boys is a lot. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I got through the episode where it was the girl- what is it? Girls get the girl. Girls get the gag, or girls get the game, or some some stupid girl power thing. And they were doing all these mm. interviews, and it was really funny. Um, oh, it's it's when they're doing like Stormfront, Starlights, and Queen Maid yeah. interviews. Yeah, Stormfront's yeah, yeah. hilarious. I love her. Yeah. Speaking of the boys, we're so we're full throttle in season three. They dropped the first three episodes when the season premiered, and then they're doing now new episodes every Friday. Okay, it is fucking wild like okay so you know the dolphin scene from season one yeah Yeah. okay there's a scene in season three's opening minutes of this first episode that literally fucking tops the dolphin scene and it's like craziness so i'm just like this show it just pushes boundaries but it's really it's really smart i love it i won't spoil anything for you because you're watching it but yeah i i really like this third season and i have a co-worker um who watches it and me him talk about it weekly now because he's all into it too Mm -hmm. it leads me to my two other things i think my last thing will lead Mm -hmm. into probably you watch the same thing so i did watch the boys diabolical which is a eight episode anime series where it's like different animation companies it's in the same it's in the same universe as the boys and some of the characters make guest spots on the episodes but okay they all have different animations and they're all like uh celebrities have like written or directed the episode so kind of like love death and robots but the boys yeah but do you remember like when they did like the matrix uh yeah yeah like yeah yeah, it's the same thing yeah, the boys diabolical, those episodes are like 12 minutes each. And they're mm-hmm. not bad. I wasn't like obsessed with any of them. But they're not bad. They're kind of cool. The last thing I watched, and it wrapped up the seventh episode released uh, this past week. So it's over, is The Staircase. Yep. I and I loved too. it. Oh. It was good. It was... Oh. They did leave it on a, did he or did he not? Which I liked. I didn't know that supposedly he did not tell Kathleen about his sexuality. And that's awkward. Because, damn. Yeah. It's weird, though, that he just couldn't get past Kathleen. I'm like, "Mm, did he really do it? Because I feel like he would get over her if he had done it, you know? But I thought it was also so telling when John is interviewing him and he's like, did you kill Kathleen? And he looks him dead in the eye. He's like, Kathleen's death was an accident. And uh-huh. it's like, maybe he killed her, but it was legitimately an accident. And yeah. so, but it does a, such a good, it does such a good job of not really pointing the finger. It's like all these little things make you think like it could have happened. It could not have happened. And we never know the truth. We'll yeah. never know the truth for sure. Unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting that there was that other murder that was very similar to hers too. It's like, oh shit. Maybe it was a break-in. Who knows? There's so many possibilities. It's so sad. And I'm sad that the family 
it seems like they've partially recovered, but I feel, I feel bad for Kathleen's biological daughter. Yeah. And the fact that, like, I hope her and her siblings can reconcile at some point. Because that made me the saddest, is, like, I get why, I totally get her side and their side, but I feel like now that the kids, it seemed like, and the doc, this may be untrue because it's fiction, but it seemed like the kids kind of aren't super on their dad's side anymore. Like, they're not gonna say he's guilty, but Michael Peterson doesn't seem like the nicest person or the easiest. I wouldn't say nicest easiest person to live with and I think yeah it seems like they've all distanced themselves from him a bit so which sometimes if you have a toxic relationship with a parent it's better for you to you know remove yourself a little bit from that distance yourself so maybe maybe they can find healing because I feel the worst for the siblings because I understand where all of them are coming from I don't know what I would do if I thought my parent had killed my other parent like that's terrifying yeah you know but it, it was a good good uh, miniseries and definitely, definitely recommend. The only other, I watched a bunch of documentaries, but the only other non-documentary thing I was watching, uh, I watched another episode of Chapel Wait, which is still good, um, but very, actually really disturbed me. Episode six, there was a murder that just really upset me. But I started, I finished season one of Ted Lasso. Oh, how is it? It's amazing. It's really funny and there's some heart in there too and some drama and I really like it. Jason Sudeikis is great. Hannah Waddingham, I love that she went from the shame nun to this powerful girl boss on this show. And also Anthony Head, aka Giles from Buffy, is her um, ex-husband and he keeps popping up. But the whole cast is brilliant. The girl that plays Keely, Juno Temple, she's hilarious. Um, The guy that plays Roy is great. Everyone's great. It's a great cast. And I mean, I don't know a lot about British football, um, but I did play soccer for many years. So I vaguely understand things. But I've never been in the world of premier soccer. So it's interesting. And then I also watched another TV show called Made for Love on HBO. I heard of it. I love it. And if you... (laughs) The girl... (laughs) The mother. Gets out of a a 10-year toxic relationship with like a Jeff Bezos... What's the Facebook? Mark... Zuckerberg kind of guy Mm. and Steve Jobs where she's been isolated from everyone. So if you've ever been in a decade-long relationship where you got isolated and you finally left and you tried, like, I I have a lot of similarities to her character Uh, and then a lot of not similarities at all. But I love that actress, the uh, lady who played the mother in How I Met Your Mother. But she's fantastic in it. Her dad is played by Ray Romano. Everybody loves Raymond. And the guy that plays her husband is really good too he's very creepy um but it's a really great supporting cast too and it's it's a little sci-fi and a little bit drama and a little bit comedy and i really like it it's funny i heard about that because the novel was actually like listed on this yeah 10 sci-fi novels you should read and they were like by the way this is being made into a tv series so i was like oh i know all about that i know about the sex doll so like yeah there's not a well well oh yeah her dad has a sex doll yeah it's pretty funny Mm -hmm. but it's sad because her mom died of cancer so he's lonely so it's not like it's sad but also funny is it like a large in the real girl type situation? I think so. It's very like he like I mean he really does live like it's his companion. He calls her a companion. Yeah. But it's also Ray Romano so it's, it's fucking hilarious. But yeah with that. Was that all you watched too? Did we already? Yeah so basically the ending uh, the latter half of Stranger Things season 4 The Boys Diabolical the first five episodes of The Boys season 3 and then the last four episodes of The Staircase. Woo! But I guess we can finally get into Tucker and Dale Versus evil. Yes. Which, of course, is streaming on both Tubi and Pluto. Mm-hmm. And the first time I watched it on Tubi, there were so many fucking commercials. And Pluto had a few commercials, but not as near as much as Tubi did. Oh. Yeah. I feel like Tubi, though, did allocate them in the right spots. Mm-hmm. Like, it made sense. They didn't interrupt scenes, which I appreciated. Well, this movie was released in 2010, but... Some some things say 2011. I think that was more of the wide release, but premiered at Sundance in 2010, and it later won the Audience Award at South by Southwest. But they had filmed it three years earlier, so between 2006 and 2007, and then it got shelved for three years. So the kids are dressed like 
people dressed when we were in high school and college. So it's very nostalgic. I wouldn't say it's too dated, although the clothing's a little dated for the teens. I guess they're not teens, they're college kids. And see, I thought the film, the filming itself looked a little dated. Like, Ooh. okay, in the tree impel scene, for example, how bluish gray it was. It's like very, so it, it's not like dated like, oh my God. It's more like you could tell that this movie was created in like, the mid 2000s. Also, the end credits music was like it wasn't "Come on, come on, get down with the sickness," but it was it was teetering on the edge of that and like yeah. "Panic at the Disco." And I was like, "Oh, I was like, now you know when this movie was made." Oh yeah, yes. did you recognize the song? Because it was not familiar to me. I did not recognize the song, but it's really funny because the lead the lead girl. In the movie, I actually know her for one of my favorite music videos ever. So I was yeah, like, Yeah, she was in, was I'm, it Panic at the Disco or? Uh, she was in Panic at the Disco video. It wasn't but them, she, somebody else. Fall Out Boy's Dance Thank dance. you, Fall Out Boy. But believe it or not, the song I'm talking about is After Hours by We Are Scientists that was featured on the Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist soundtrack. Oh, okay. And I love the music video for After Hours. It's perfect. So I was like, I recognize her face. And incidentally, her ex-husband is also, um, um, Bing Jorgensen, who was the lead singer, who is the lead singer from Armor for Sleep, which I've seen twice live. But yeah, uh, there is a special DVD feature that has an alternate version of the film from the college kids' perspective, not Tucker and Dale's perspective, which I think is awesome. So yes, we are talking about Tuck and Dale versus Evil. Writer-director Eli Craig. Eli Craig, this is, uh, of course, his directorial debut. Uh, he co-wrote the screenplay again with uh, Morgan Jurgensen. Um, he also, I don't know if you've seen this yet, but it's on Netflix. He wrote and directed the horror comedy Little Evil with Adam Scott and Evangeline Lilly. And Tucker is also a smaller part in that movie as well. No, Dale. Dale is a smaller part in this, that movie as well. It's really good. It's like Damien, but his stepdad is good and like tries to save him from being evil. Yes. Did you also see he's working on his third feature length Mm -hmm. film, which is called Bride and Doom? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it's about, except I'm guessing marriage. It says it's a horror comedy, but the release date has yet to be announced. So other than it being a horror comedy, and I guess it being in production or post-production, there's nothing else about it I could find anywhere. Yeah. Also, he was, when he was an actor, he was in The Rage, Carrie 2, and Space Cowboys. Morgan Jurgensen also co-wrote this movie, but I couldn't find a lot on other things Morgan Jurgensen had done. So he wrote the short film and directed the short film A Day Early and a Dollar Down. Uh, he wrote the film Glass Desert, which is a feature link, and was a producer for Glass Desert. He also has acted as a consulting producer on Disney Channel TV series Fast Lane. Lane's being spelled L-A-Y-N-E. Okay. I did want to say, I thought it was really cool uh, with Eli. So he started off as an actor, which makes sense. His mom's an actress. But then, like, he got his BA in psychology, and he was like, mm, I'm more passionate about working with actors to improve their performances. So he learned really quickly. Like, he was like, acting's okay, but I want to to help these people improve their performances, which is why now he just directs. He no longer acts at all. I do have a synopsis. Worlds collide and horrific hilarity ensues when hillbilly best buds Tucker and Dale's vacation is interrupted by the arrival of city slicker college kids who mistakenly think they've stumbled into Deliverance Part 2 and proceed to freak out. Yeah. So spoilers from now on. Yes. Abandon all ye who have hope to not be spoiled. We're going to start with the plot. A prologue of a news feed shows an ambitious reporter and her cautious cameraman attempting to get the inside scoop on a crime scene. And it's like your classic black and white, come on, you pussy, let's get the real scoop. And then they're brutally attacked by the face of evil. And it's great because the cameraman is actually the director. Yes, Eli Craig. And his wife is the reporter. Sasha Williams. And she used to be the yellow Power Ranger on several Power Ranger shows. So I was like, that's not the Power Rangers I grew up with. But yeah. And so we go back to three days earlier, of course. There's going to be a whole lot of people. Like, the good thing is they introduce everyone up front. But there's a whole lot of college kids, okay? So the first one, which we've already talked about a little bit, is Allison played by Katrina Bowden. Or Bowden. I think it's Bowden, though. And, yeah, so Allison is played by Katrina, and we did already talk about her being on 30 Rock, The Bold and the Beautiful. Well, she was on Piranha 3 Double D, American Reunion, Scary Movie 5, and, of course, like we mentioned, a couple music videos, so. Damn, girl, work it. And then we've got 
Chad, because of course his name is Chad, played by Jesse Moss, who's actually been yeah. in a lot of movies we've seen. Yeah, so it seems like he also did a lot of voice work for a lot of Disney movies in the early mm-hmm. and mid-90s. Um, he played Jason in Ginger Snaps, which if you guys need mm-hmm. a reminder, was the one who was infected by Ginger after they had sex. He was the asshole. Yeah, he was the asshole. He's also in Final Destination 3 and The un- Uninvited, which was the American I, remake oh. of... Uninvited is not the worst remake, I but like tell it. Of, the Tale of Two Sisters. The Tale of Two Sisters is so Oh, I didn't realize it was a remake of The Tale of Two Sisters. Mm -hmm. Oh, because that's totally on our list. Um, So they and their one, two, three, four, five, (laughs) six other friends, Mm -hmm. I don't know how they all fit in that car, are driving to a remote West Virginian campsite. West Virginia is very famously wrought with poverty and meth. From all of the documentaries I've watched, it's Appalachia. At its finest. So normally, like, you'd be kind of nervous going to the backwoods, right? Because I don't know about y'all, I've lived in the South for many years now. But there are still parts of the backwoods that I do not like and I do not feel safe at. But at the same time, you can't assume that every person who lives in the country is a crazy hillbilly redneck murderer. Because generally speaking, they're probably not. They probably don't really care that you're there. Honestly, they probably don't care. I don't know. I've always distinguished, like, I don't, I feel like redneck is a negative term. I also feel like hillbilly is a negative term, but we're going to have to use them because that's kind of what they think. Because hillbilly horror is a genre. If you've ever seen Deliverance. Wrong turn. Yeah. The hills have eyes, but that's in the West, but still kind of the same, like, people of the hills. The Tessic Chainsaw Massacre, which is the most famous one. Yeah. Yeah, so any, like, isolation can be kind of scary. But that's not the case with these two gentlemen. They pass these two gentlemen, who they assume, because they're driving a run-town truck and they're in the country, are crazy hillbillies. Um, But they're actually BFFs Tucker and Dale. And they're sweet men. And Dale's dog, Jangers. Yes. And so, uh, first and foremost, importantly, Jangers is played by Weezer. So, (laughs) I just wanted to point that out. We do have Tyler Labine as Dale. Uh, He was in Reaper, which is actually where Eli Mm -hmm. Craig Solomon fell in love with him and had to cast him. And I think he had, like, a supporting role in Reaper. He was like, I want you to be a main character. But he was also in Breaker High, Invasion, Deadbeat, and New Amsterdam. He had Mm -hmm. a bit role in Second Murray Make a Porno, as you guys know I like Kevin Smith movies, Rise of the Planets of the Apes, Little Evil, Super Troopers 2, Escape Room, and Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Oh, so maybe I will watch the Escape Room movies. But also he had a TV show that he played like a deadbeat uncle to some kids called Sons of Tucson, which I only saw Ah. like one episode of. But I remember like, I remember watching the commercial for it and I was like, oh, that guy's funny. I think this movie probably helped get him like a leading man role because he was the lead in that one. Yeah. yes. So we've got Dale. Dale's like the sweet guy. He's like kind of a big teddy bear. He's very sweet, but he has absolutely no self-confidence at all. Yeah. And I like that he said during this casting process that he's like, Eli took a chance on me as not having a lead role before. And I took a chance on him as a new director. We took a chance on each other. It's cute. And he believes the message of the whole movie is that we're all just trying to get by. So that's his personal philosophy Aww, on the movie. that's adorable. Mm-hmm. It's a very mm-hmm. Dale philosophy. Yeah, I like him a lot. Now, how do you pronounce Alan's last name? To Tudor. Tudick. Tudick. Alan Tudick. I love him. He's been a lot of stuff. I love yeah, him. he has. Uh, so Firefly, Serenity, Dodgeball, mm-hmm. uh, True Underdog Story. But also, he was in, I'm sure you're about to say, another amazing movie he was in. Oh, I actually was going to go into his little bit of vocal work because he was King Candy oh, he, and Oh, he has a ton of vocal work. Yeah, and he's currently playing Joker and Clayface in the anime Harley Quinn series that's on HBO Max. I thought this was interesting. So he took the role and landed three days after reading the script. So from the first time he read the script, three days later he was filming in the movie. Um, he said him and Tyler got along instantly. Uh, they didn't have to compete with one another and the main concern for both of them was just doing the best job that they could. So they both hit it off right away. They had best friend chemistry right away. But yeah, so they're going to a brand new vacation cabin and they're going to be fixing up. So it's important to know that they have never been to this cabin before. They bought it, but they haven't been there yet. And the kids just mistake Tucker and Dale's simplistic appearance for menacing and 
are immediately creeped out. And then they realize that they forgot the beer, so they have to stop at a gas station. Of course, Tucker and Taylor are already at the gas station. And Dale sees Allison, and he's too shy to say something, so he just kind of stares at her creepily. And she gets kind of creeped out, as does her friend Chloe. So they walk away, and then Alan Tucker's like, hey, Dale! Like, just be confident. Just smile and laugh. But he has a scythe in his hand. So he, like, walks up to this group of college students. He's like, hi, guys. And he's, like, creepily smiling at them and laughing. It's great. Like, this whole movie is, like, just setup after setup and payoff. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's just so, it's absurd. But, like, they do. And they said there was a Watch Mojo interview. Like, when Mar- Watch Mojo actually went to people and interviewed them. It was, they were, like, at a bar with the girl from Watch Mojo. It's a very old interview video. But they said that they wanted to ride the line between it being goofy and scary. Because they were like, you know, we want it to be believable but also goofy. But the gore is pretty intense in this movie, I guess. There's a lot of really good, interesting kills. So anyways, the kids drive off thinking Tucker, I mean, thinking Dale is really creepy. And on the way (laughs) to the cabin... They get pulled over by a sheriff and Dale kind of freaks out, or Tucker freaks out because he's drinking a beer all driving. And Tucker tries to wipe the beer out of his lap, but then his shirt gets stuck on his pants. And so, like, by the time the sheriff gets up to the car, it looks like, you know, they're having an intimate moment. And the sheriff's just kind of like, uh, hi. He doesn't seem offended by it. He just seems to be like, um, hey. Yeah. And the sheriff is played by Philip Granger, who has like 150 acting credits on DED. It's impressive. But he's been on multiple shows like Ghost Wars, The Killing, Caprica, V, and Wind at My Back. Pretty impressive resume. So the sheriff basically warns them when he finds out where they're going, that that cabin only brings like death and destruction. And they're like, uh, okay, bye, dude. And he leaves. And you're like, that was ominous. It did remind me a lot of, like, the sheriff part in Get Out, vaguely, but obviously less racism. Yeah. But I was like, oh, like, homage. Anyways, I guess it's a pretty big trope, though, in a lot of horror movies. So they arrive at this dilapidated cabin that seemingly used to be owned by a serial killer, because there's, like, creepy bones hanging everywhere and weapons, and there's all these news clippings of the Memorial Day Massacre, but they don't notice it. Yeah, they're like, oh, he must have either been an archaeologist or a news junkie. Look at all these bones. Look at all these news clippings. So they're like, it was like two for one hot dogs. You're like, oh, look, two for one hot dogs. Like, oh, okay. But at the campsite, Chad, the frattiest of the frat boys, I can't remember what their frat was, Omega something. It was something stupid. Um, He tells everyone the story about the Memorial Day Massacre. Where supposedly a hillbilly murderer guy killed a group of college kids 20 years ago in this very spot. And you see the kills because it flashes back and it's black and white. And one of the people gets killed by like a saw blade getting thrown smacked at another head. It's really good. It's really good practical effects. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. And then Chad creepily comes on to Allison who is not buying what he is selling at all. But they decide to go skinny dipping. And at the same time, Tucker and Dale are going fishing and Allison gets startled by them and hits her head and so they save her from drowning like hey lady we gotta save you and they save her and then (laughs) they're saying we got your friend in a friendly way but all her friends are like oh my god they're kidnapping her oh god And so they just run away and they're like, I guess we have to take this girl back to our cabin because she's passed out. Yeah. Uh, So the next day she wakes up, her head's bandaged, and a dog, Jengers, is staring at her. Who reminds me of, of Bowser? Yeah, Only I said with the that coloring too. of Gizmo. Allison screams though because like Dell walks in, he's holding pancakes. And he's like, "Oh my god!" So he doesn't realize she's screaming because she's scared. She, he thinks <laughs> it's the pancakes, so he goes back and makes her eggs and bacon. <laughs> it's so funny. It's cute. It, it's they, really really cute. The line uh, is tread very well between comedy and like homage, and I like that about this movie. It's very yeah, smart. Yeah, it is. And he so he captures her up on what happens, and he's like, "Oh, you need to relax." So they agree to play a poor game. Meanwhile, outside Tucker is doing work, and he accidentally cuts into a bee's nest. And so the teenagers, the one, the teenagers, the college kids, sorry, they're college children. Chuck, who like they're driving his dad's truck. Chuck is like, "I'm gonna leave and get the police." While Mitch is like, "Why don't we just talk to them?" So Mitch goes to approach them. He seems like the most logical one. 
and he's like, let's just talk and see what happens. But all he does is see Tuck running around with his uh, chainsaw wildly. Yeah. He gets scared. Trying to fight the bees off, but it doesn't look like that. Okay, so Mitch is played by Alex Arson Alt. And he was in episodes like Caprica, Supernatural, and Fairly Legal. And also was in Kid Cannabis and The Stakelander. But Mitch runs away because he assumes uh, Tuck is chasing him. And he yes. impels himself on a tree. Yes. And then a bee <laughs> lands on his nose. And he's like, you can see in his eyes, he's like, oh, that's why he was yelling. And then yeah. he dies. Yep. Which sucks. Um, but, of yeah. course, Chad finds his body with the others. And he's like, we gotta fight for our lives, guys. But, like, they didn't try to, they didn't actually kill him. Anyways, so they follow Tucker and Dale back to their cabin and so <laughs> Allison and Dale have started bonding and he's like I gotta go dig the the sewage drain for the outhouse or I guess for like a septic tank or something which is a pretty big hole and she's like oh I'll help because Allison's like I've done my share of like farm work too and so her offering to help makes all of her friends spying on them think oh my god they're making her dig her own grave yes so they are like okay we gotta we gotta attack so they attack and the first one to attack is Todd. Oh, and poor Todd. And so he is played, uh, you know what? God, I just re- reverse it. Sorry, guys. So Alex Arsensal played Todd. So everything I said about Todd, about Mitch oh. is actually Todd. Sorry. Tight. Adam Bouchonet. 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 Thank you. He was in You, Me, Her, Clients from Hell, and was also on episodes of Psych, I, Zombie, and the 2019 Twilight Zone series, and Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. But we're talking about Alex. Yeah. So, Alex goes to Rush. No, Todd. Fuck. There's so many kids. Todd. There's a lot of children. I mean, (laughs) they're not children. (laughs) They're at least 20 to 21, because we'll find out later. They're at least 20. They're adults. Yeah, they're adults, but Todd goes to rush Dell, and in the chaos, Dell accidentally knocks Allison out again with his shovel, and yeah. Todd impels himself on his spear. Yeah, so you're like, oh, and he's my like, God. and he's screaming, and Dale screaming, and it's really sad. But then, <laughs> this is the best death. It, it is might the be best the best. Death. It's one of the best. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. No, this is the best one. Yeah. So Tucker is completely unaware of what's going on, and he's putting some wood through the wood chipper. And Mike hurls himself at Tucker, and Tucker moves at the last minute, and so he hurls himself into the wood chipper yes. face first. Yes. And did we already say who Mike was played by? No. Uh, he's played by Joseph Allen Sutherland, and he was on episodes of the Actress Diaries, Ghost Wars. So he's your other Ghost Wars guy. Oh, uh, that's who and, that was. Yes, and Supernatural, and he was also in the TV movies A Country Wedding and Walking the Dog. But yeah, <laughs> he does have a pretty amazing death. So it's death by great. wood chipper. Yeah. And Tucker's just like, oh my god, what the hell? And then he tries to pull him out. Yep. And he does, and it's just legs. Yeah, and oh, half a torso. Yeah. Um, which again, really good special effects. Really good special effects. And Tucker is like, comes to the conclusion that <laughs> Allison's friends must have made some kind of like death pact and mm-hmm. are going to blame them for their deaths. Like, they're going to frame Tucker and Dale for their deaths. And as, as he and Dale try to drag the legs of Mike away, Sheriff Gurr arrives with the kids because Chuck, Chuck ran yep. and got the sheriff. And so the sheriff tells the other kids to get in the backseat and he literally pulls up as Tuck and Dale are dragging the body out of the wood chipper. Another compromising position. And it's hilarious because you know they're innocent, <laughs> but literally like the sheriff comes up at the most, and, uh, Tucker's like, let me do the talking. I, so it's been a rough day. It's been a doozy of a day, officer. Yeah. Just like, they're all trying to hurt hurt themselves like this guy launched himself into a wood chipper also i think alan tiddick grew up in the south i was gonna say he's a very good southern accent but i think he grew up in texas so that explains that yeah i'm always impressed when someone actually sounds southern that's true yeah because sometimes it is not good southern accents anyways chuck is played by travis nelson he was in his tv shows the lake clarice I am Sid Stone and Haunty Melissa. So, obviously, Tucker and Dale are in another compromising position. And as they're trying to explain this to the sheriff, he walks into their house and walks into a stray beam that has nails sticking out of it and impales his forehead. And it's one of those creepy slow deaths, which somehow seems more realistic to me Mm -hmm. because it's very slow and he's just still walking. But he walks to the car to try to call for help and the kids are, like, freaking the fuck out. Like, oh my god, they killed him! They killed him! Oh my god! 
Oh, it's it's very darkly funny. Yes. And they flee, obviously, but then Chuck accidentally shoots himself. Yep. You know, just great. He's trying to take the safety off and shoots himself in the yes. face. Yeah, yeah. But you should never look down the barrel of a gun. Gun safety number one. Act like it's loaded, even if it's not. Don't point it at other people. Don't do that. But Chad tries to shoot them, but only manages to capture Jangers. And then later Tucker. Poor Jangers. As Tucker releases Jangers. But then they take Tucker hostage. And Chad takes two of his fingers to send back as a message. And he also hangs them upside down. And I was reading an interview with Alan. Because they they rushed to get this all filmed. Because, you know, they were shooting on a limited budget. They left him up there for like 15, 20 minute periods while they were setting things up. Jeez, that sounds awful. Yeah, he ended up... like it was very painful and he ended up having headaches for like days afterwards i mean yeah you should not be upside down that long yeah it's not good i was like it made me feel different watching the scene the second time i was like well fuck you can hear in his voice that he's strained yeah like he does sound like he's actually like in pain which is why i was like he probably is hanging upside down for a while yeah so allison wakes up and asks dale what happened and Dale's, i love this he's like allison he's trying to tell her friends because they think that they are purposefully killing themselves and he's like allison do your friends take any medication and she's like why and he's like because i think maybe they stopped taking it and she's like what is going on and he's because he's trying to be nice he's like so at first i thought they were trying to kill you and then i thought they're trying to kill themselves and now they're trying to kill us so i don't know i feel like they all went crazy at the same time so allison's like no they probably think that you're trying to hurt us and he's like hurt me and he's like why would they think that and she's like well you know we misjudged you at the gas station and we shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. Which I, I understand why Dale would be mad. That's very insulting to judge someone by their appearance. Yeah. But then also, as a woman, like, I hate to say this, but the world can be dangerous. And as a man, too. I'm sure it's dangerous for men as well. Like, the world can be dangerous, so you shouldn't trust strangers just because you're trying to be friendly. But also, you shouldn't judge people by their appearance. It's a it's yeah. a fine line of safety and rudeness. But so Dale sets out to free Tucker. Jangers has already been freed by Tucker and leaves Allison at the cabin. So Chad and Naomi sneak in to the cabin to rescue Allison. Christy Lang, who was on Arrow, Once Upon a Time, and I Zombie. So she had feature roles on all three of those TV series. Yeah, she her face is very familiar to me. So they're like, oh, come on, we gotta save you. And then Allison's like, no, Dale and Tucker are nice. So Naomi's like... <gasps> I read about this in sociology class, which is such a college kid thing to say. Oh, she's like, you have, she says, the Stockholm Syndrome. Then she's like, oh, you're falling in love with your captors. And then that offhanded remark makes Chad go full jealousy rage. And he's like, you're in love with the hillbillies. And Allison's like, I don't, what? I don't. And then Dale and Tucker arrive. And (laughs) Allison's like, because Allison wants to be a therapist. And she's like, okay, let's talk this out. I'll make some tea. And Chad's like, okay, as long as it's not chamomile because I'm allergic. And Dale says, okay. So she sits Dale and Chad at opposite ends of the table and makes tea. Earl Grey, specifically. Allison asks them to both tell their both sides of the story. And Chad goes first. Do you want to tell Chad's side of the story, Britt? Oh, I just wrote a very short her, But it was basically, oh. he's like, he goes... Before I was born, and Allison's like, you don't have to start that far back. He's like, no, it's important. Before I was born. And he talks about the massacre. Mm -hmm. And he's like, my parents were attacked by hillbillies. And he's like, my dad didn't make it. And my dad didn't even know my mom was pregnant with me. But my mom escaped. But she was institutionalized. Mm -hmm. And I had to hear that story from my grandma. Yeah. Yeah. And Dale's like, I'm very sorry your parents were massacred by hillbillies. I really am. That sucks. But I didn't have anything to do with that. He's like, well, but it was people like you. And I'm like, ah, you can't blame people for people like them doing things to you. That's that's not how that works, Chad. You know what is interesting, though? When he Eli Craig was asked about the themes of this movie, he said he actually, in one interview, and I should have marked the interview I read this, but he said he had racism in mind yeah. when he wrote it. And I was like, yeah, I can absolutely see it with, like, comments like that. Mm-hmm. So anyways, Jason and Chloe, Chloe's, like, the kind of dumb blonde who wore, like, flip-flops in the woods. With heels on them. Yep. But I kind of love the actress who plays her because she plays her pitch perfectly. How do you pronounce her first name? Chaylin? Chaylin Simmons? Shaylin, maybe? Shaylin? Shaylin? So, 
Shaylin was in Final Destination 3, Good Luck Chuck, and I thought this was really interesting. So I grew up with the It miniseries where Tim Curry played Pennywise, mm-hmm. and like it came out in 1990. So if you guys remember, he attacks a little girl outside that yeah. like, there's laundry in the wind. Yeah. That's her. Oh, she's the hey, child Shailen. actress at the beginning. Yeah. So I thought that was cool, and I supposedly because of that, she is like terrified of clowns and never actually watched the miniseries because of it. I don't blame her. Yeah, but she was also on Kyle XY, the LA Complex, and she was a voice role on Action Dad, which was an animated series. Um, but Jason also comes up. Yeah, and you know what's funny? So Brandon J. McLaren plays Jason, and I sat there this most recent time, and I was like, I know his face from somewhere, and I was just staring at him, staring at him, and Taylor's like, I don't recognize his face. I was like, I do. And I don't know if anyone else watched this show, but I loved the end when I was a teenager, and there was a show called The Best Years which Mm -hmm. was a Canadian teenage drama. And he played the love interest in The Mm -hmm. Best Years. And I was like... That's where I know him. I love The Best Years. So yeah, he was Devin in The Best Years. Um, He was in She's the Man, Dead Before Dawn. And he was the Red Ranger in Power Rangers yes. SPD. So we have some Power Rangers alumni in this movie. We which do. is really cool. I don't recognize anyone else on that show. The Best Years. But Brandon J. McLaren is a very attractive adult man. Good for him. So they sneak up uh, for reinforcements and Jason attacks Tucker with a weed whacker, but he ducks and he hits Naomi in the face and it's very bloody. Like, I was like, poor Naomi. Because she was just standing there trying to get Dale's side of the story being normal. And then Chad accidentally catches Jason on fire and then Chloe tries to put it out with what she thinks is water, but it's actually moonshine. And so Jason's burning to death and uh, Chad started trying to burn the cabin down earlier so there's already gasoline everywhere and then chad basically just abandons naomi chloe and jason and tries to escape but the cabin explodes and catches fire dale tucker and allison have escaped but then chad emerges with half of his face burn off a la two-face and the three survivors jump in the truck and try to drive away and then dale accidentally hits a tree and they are knocked unconscious which leads us to the sawmill well first first dale wakes up and he finds tucker at a tree and tucker's injured and he's like they took her he took her dale and yeah and dale just apologizes for everything and he's just like i'm so sorry i should have he's like i should have known a guy like me talking to a girl like that somebody'd end up dead i was like what yeah tucker will have none of that yeah he's a good friend he's like he starts talking about when they were children and catching frogs he's like tuck i don't think this is the time and he's like no let me finish you always caught more frogs than me and it's because you were faster than me so he has this like really sweet speech and he's like you're a better man than you yes i was gonna say that is my favorite line is you're a better person than you think you are and Allison sees that. I love the line about Allison. He says that, he says Allison sees that. And he's like, she needs you now more than ever because she's always fallen and hidden her head. Because <laughs> she did. It's yeah, funny. It's, uh, it's really cute. But he says it with such sincerity yeah. that even though he delivers the line with sincerity, it's still just hilarious. Like and he's like, and I really like- hope y'all can date or something after this. <laughs> And they go, best friends forever. I was like, oh, that's cute. That's so sweet. It's cute. Yeah. And then he actually high fives his bad hand with the fingers missing. Just to, I love it. I do that kind of shit. Every time someone gets a shot is the day I decide to like slug him in the arm. And then I have no idea. And I'm like, Katie, I just got a shot. I was like, oh, shit. I'm so sorry. But I love this because this is like, so this is where the movie does get a little, like the movie's goofy, but I feel like this is where it goes a little off the road. Goofy's yeah. like here out. Hey, because he's like, I don't know where the finder. He's like, Jangers will know. <laughs> <laughs> the dog leads him to the sawmill. Yeah. But before that, this I thought this was interesting. So it's the first time yes. Dell ever cusses yes. in the entire movie. He's like, kick the shit out of that he, college kid dickhead, I think is what he says. Yeah, he goes, I'm gonna, sh- I actually highlighted, I'm gonna shove my d- boot down his fucking throat. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you're pissed now. You notice, like, they don't really curse. Like, they go, gee yeah. golly, and things like that. But it's very funny to see, hear them curse, because they're trying to be polite good old boys. I don't want to say good old boys because that makes them sound like they're Trump heads and I don't think they would be. Good boys. Nice men. Yeah. Nice men. Nice men. So yes, Jangers leads him to the sawmill. He's like, 
And and he doesn't take Jangerson with him because he's like, no boy, you stay here. I'll take care of this. And he suits up because he wants to yeah. look like a scary hillbilly. He does. Chad has tied Allison to a log with a saw coming towards her because she quote unquote has to pay. And he tries to make out with her and she's like, ugh. So then Dale tries to free her and starts fighting with Chad with a chainsaw, which is pretty badass if I do say so myself. It's really badass. It's, like, I will say the chainsaw fight in Mandy is more badass, but this is pretty good. And Chad starts turning on the mill, but he finally gets Allison free. And Allison and Dale run up to the upstairs and she finds a newspaper. I actually love this part. I'm sorry. No, it's no, so stupid, it. but it's, it's awesome. so funny. So they find a clipping. So it's funny because Dale finds a little bit of chamomile tea up there incidentally but Allison finds a clip in the Memorial Day Massacre and they realize they look at the picture and the victim the survivor came forward and said she was tortured and raped and she leads them so I'm like well that's serious but she leads them to the hillbilly and they're like holy shit that's Chad's father because he looks just like Chad yeah it looks just like Chad and Chad busts in and they're like they're like he was your father and I love this line it's it's true, Chad. You're half hillbilly. <laughs> so stupid. He's like, they lied to me. No. But he still wants to attack them. So Dale doesn't want to hurt him. So he throws the chamomile tea in his face. Which there was a, a little bit of a technical flub because he says it that it's an ingredient in the chamomile tea that makes you allergic. But actually, he just said the scientific name for chamomile. Yeah. Which is just chamomile. If you're allergic to chamomile, it's the chamomile. Anyways. Yes. But yeah. And then unfortunately, Chad falls out of the wash window and they're like, oh, I guess we can't get him as inhaler. Oops. But it's cute because then Tucker visits Dale in the hospital who has all of his fingers, but one of them mysteriously has red nail polish on it, which is probably not his finger. But you know what? Yep. It's fine. As long as it doesn't get rejected, who cares? And he brings him a PBR with a bow on it and a bendy straw. I was like, that's cute. Yes. Because he was just drinking beer beer before. So PBR, man, that's something special. And he's like, did you ask Allison out? And he was like, he pretends that he didn't. And he's like, I mean, I asked her out bowling and it's really cute. So he takes Allison bowling and he gives her a helmet as a gift. Which is perfect. <laughs> Which is perfect. And she just laughs at it. She's like, I get it. Yeah. Ha ha. Um, it's cute. And then um, he's like, he's trying to explain his feelings, but she's like, you don't have to explain and kisses him. She's like, I feel the same way. And it's cute. Aww. And then he encourages his other friend to, you know, life is too short. You gotta move while you still can. And then he accidentally knocks a lady over trying to hit on her. It was okay. Because Dale and Allison live happily ever after, right? Yeah, that's right. Hopefully. Which, Cute. by the way, they were going to do a Tuck and Dell sequel, and let me find my little blurb about that. So, as of 2011, they had done a treatment for a Tucker and Dell versus Evil 2 film, but nothing had been done. It turns out, in 2017, there was an interview, though, that the initial script was so bad that they were just like, we can't do this movie. But they did say there is going to be some kind of Tucker and Dell sequel, it just may not be film. So I'm thinking it may be like a comic or something they end up coming up with. Because they only agreed to come back Eli and then the two of them only agreed to come back if like it was like the right project and it made sense. Versus just doing something for a cash grab. I mean that makes sense. But anyways, what were your pros and cons about this movie? Anything you loved or hated? So I did think it was really funny. Um, I appreciate like dark comedy and especially like in a horror movie. And it really did toe the line pretty well about like keeping the situations like pretty realistic. Like in that in that world, in this in this universe, the scenes were pretty like realistic and how like different sides were perceiving events and I really mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, I thought it was really funny. I will say I did not find it as funny on like my third watch of it. It was still like humorous and I liked it. I feel like this is another movie also is better appreciated with like a group of people versus yeah. like watching by yourself. I think the first time I watched it was like at a Halloween party so like it's definitely more fun with other people. But it's cute. I like it. It still holds up. Yeah. I would say. Other yeah. than everyone's clothing looks a little dated. It mm-hmm. generally holds up. Allison's jeans were so low waisted that I was like I have no idea how, how her ass crack is not showing at all. Because those jeans it's like were I mean that is like a true gift to wear jeans. Well, they're rolled. I they're rolled wear them. too. Yeah. Because she was wearing Tucker's oh. clothes or Dale's clothes. Oh! So she, that's that why her sense. pants were yeah. rolled so far. 
because they were too uh, big. Okay. And that's why her shirt was tied up because it was too big. Nice. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. I do like the very bloody and fun kills. I thought they were very interesting. I also love that there's a running gag of Tucker pouring beer all over his wounds. Even when his fingers get cut mm-hmm. off, he pours beer on them. Reminded me of the dad from My Big Fat Greek Wedding and the Windex. Windex. Um, mm-hmm. Which apparently was Alan Tudyk's idea. Also, it was Tyler's idea to um, wear a giver hat to be both Larry the Cable Guy adjacent, but also because he's a giver, because he's a lover, not a fighter. Yeah, so sweet. But I also like, and I don't know if you've run into this with your life, guys, but there's this like nice guy syndrome where men, many men who have inferiority complexes will talk themselves out of relationships with women they like and it's like a it's like an epidemic it's like either you're an alpha male jackass or like you don't think you're good enough for girls who like you and i do not understand what it is but i do like that that is explored a bit because i feel like that is a fatal flaw in masculinity sorry guys not to be sexist it's good the only bad thing is i wouldn't call this movie like scary it's not scary, yeah. but it's fun. Like, I would say Reanimator is a horror comedy, but it gets creepy. This movie doesn't really get scary, but it's fun. And it's definitely yeah, too I much gore to just be comedy. Yeah. Now, I think everyone that read the script was more attracted to the comedic elements in the script. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely... I would say it teeters back and forth between horror and comedy. I would say maybe the comedy barely, just barely wins out. But yeah. It, I definitely would recommend it, though. Um, I think it's worth watching, um, especially if you like the horror comedy genre. Or if you just like homages to horror films. I love those kinds of movies. So, And the acting's really good honestly like everyone's even the kids who are supposed to be stupid like you can tell the actors are playing a character and they actually like mean it like the girl who plays chloe i love the way she plays that character because like oh boy she's like oh i would love some tea (laughs) and he's like oh no they're they're trapped it's just funny yeah but i thought everyone like they were definitely like stock characters but like they had more to them and i appreciated that even though like they're mostly mostly just fodder for the blood splatter but still you know did you have an out of 10 rating for this movie okay so i gave it an 8 but i was honestly somewhere between a 7.5 and an 8 and i just went with 8 just because it's like a cult comedy it's funny i like horror comedies but it was like a teeter for me like i was like uh, I gave it a seven, but not in like a really? bad way. It was more of like yeah. it wasn't quite scary, but still really yeah. good. Like it might be yeah. a seven point five. Maybe a seven point five. I think the what I like about this one is like it's one of the films, the rare films that I think I could recommend to just about anyone. That is true. And I don't feel like a lot of the movies we do, I can do that. So yeah, Titan just doesn't fly with a lot of people, unfortunately. When you're or audition, I. <laughs> Oh, actually, most people know, in Clue had seen audition, but like some but you know, other people, you're like, there's a torture sequence, and they're like, what? but we're forgetting the most the most recommendable movie. Oh yes, done. irreversible, irreversible, of course, so, like, irreversible. Yeah, so, yeah so, which so is that's a brilliant like. film, but it's a lot of problematic yeah. shit in it. It's just yeah. I specifically did not put that on the pride playlist because I still can't figure out. I don't think Gaspar Noe is homophobic, but the way he treated the transgender characters in the movie, I did not like. Yeah. And I was just like, you're not gonna, like, Climax is very much all-inclusive and everybody, yeah, it's very pro-everybody. But I was like, no, Irreversible is not going on there. <laughs> I'm so, so, I'm not sorry. No, I'm not, I'm not telling someone to watch that for Pride Month. Did you have a Grindhouse Girls rating? I did. I had two. I usually do a lot of Bs. Maybe it's because it's an uh, important initial to me. I don't know. <laughs> I have one B as well. So I rated it. My first rating was B for Bs, Beers, and Best Buds. I like that. And then my second rating was C for Cabins chamomile and clumsy college kids oh i like that one mine was rated f for fraternizing frats and friendship i don't really like that one that much though but my rated b was bloodshed beers and best friends but i like oh, the c that's good too you like i like it, rated c? c yeah yeah i guess we're up to next episode so i do want to mention and i don't know we have a new friend over at syndicate 
which is another uh, yes. podcast. And they uh, they do a little bit of everything, but they invite us to join them on their podcast. So we will be recording with them next week, but we do not know when the episode be- will be released. Because yes. I'm not sure how they edit. But stay tuned for that, guys. We will drop when that drops. And um, mm-hmm. we're going to have fun. We're really excited because it's the first time that we're guests on the episode. Yeah. Sounds fun. But I picked a movie that would be our episode two weeks from now. That's our episode because, of course, we are bi-weekly. And so I was researching summer movies and I came across this one that's like an older movie, but it's like a cult film and supposedly it's really good. It has 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, which Ooh. is really good for an old horror movie. It is called The Burning. I've heard and of The it- Burning. Yeah, and it's on Tubi, so it is available to stream on Tubi. But I am excited because I've read some things about it, and I didn't try to spoil anything, but I was like, oh, oh, I actually have heard of this movie, too. Oh, I guess with that, we gotta say goodnight. Yeah. But yes, um, with that, um, make sure you watch Tail and Ducker, Tail and Ducker, <laughs> Ducker and Tail versus Evil on Tubi or Peacock, and um, check that out, and check out the burning on Tubi. Um, take your vitamins, wash your hands, or be careful because I know in our area, COVID has had a resurgence and there's been some local events that had to be canceled due to it. So um, be careful, test yourself if you're before you go into crowded events and wear masks when you're around people that you don't know. So the good thing is the vaccine helps you get over it much quicker. The bad news is you have to quarantine for five days. As for the world, I know I'm very happy that I live in a city that has Pride Parade and Pride Fest. I was in a show, so I didn't get to go to the Pride stuff, but um, it went out very, sa- it went very safely and it's very nice to be lucky to celebrate that in a city in the South, especially. So just, I know there was some other stuff that happened this last week that wasn't very good. And I just hope that things will get better. I love you guys. Um, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Take care of each other. Don't be an asshole. Don't be a bigot. Just be nice to one another. And watch some movies together. And don't judge people by their appearances. And use the proper pronouns that they want you to use. I don't know. It's the simplest thing you can fucking do. Or even if you have a short attention span like I do, look up TikTok videos. And that too. I've said this before, the fastest way to learn about somebody different than you, follow 10 different creators that are just different from you. Like yeah. that are different that are different color than you, that have a different sexual yes. identity than you. And it's the fastest way you can learn about somebody. So never hesitate to do that. I want to say something. So we went to just a PSA for you people. So we went to a Pride event at the beginning of the month. It was a food truck event. And it was a great time. But the thing people don't always think about during this time of year, it gets really fucking hot. So two things. One, okay, as an animal lover, and I don't mean this offensively, it's probably going to offend someone. Just because you can bring your dog somewhere, do not always bring your dog somewhere it is record breaking <laughs> temperatures and i saw i saw the sweetest dog who kept trying to hide in his owner's shadow because Aww. she was waiting in line for she was waiting in line at the food truck but it was so fucking unbearably hot so i was seeing that we also saw three people pass out oh, at the same festival yeah so paramedics were in three different locations because people had passed out from the heat and hit their heads so if you do venture out in these events please please do because they are very important events but hydrate keep yourself cool and just be weather smart because we are having record-breaking temperatures because global warming is real whether people choose to believe it or not so just be cautious of that take care of your babies take care of yourselves wear your sunscreen damn it yeah wear the sunscreen so so yeah just be very conscious of that take care of yourselves and each other be aware of your surroundings i hate to say that there's a lot of good in this world but we have to be mindful there's a lot of bad too so you know i i hate to say it but i was always taught whenever you get into a car don't fiddle around get in your car lock your door and go like don't oh, yeah. worry about looking at your phone anything like that also check your back seat before you get in your car uh i'm gonna say this to the single people out there i was on a friend about this a little bit i said you know let someone know where you're going at all times like drop your pin location just let someone know where you're going you guys gotta play it safe out there but on the bright side of things looking for the happy i hope you guys get to do something relaxing hope you get to do something fun go attend a pride event go try a new restaurant Watch your favorite TV show. Take a take a nap. We go, all swimming. Go swimming. swimming. Go swimming. It's the yes. best way to 
eat the heat. It's yes. great exercise. It's also a low allergy exercise. Well, unless you happen to allergy to corn, then God help you. But uh, with that being said, we love you guys. Take care of yourselves and each other. We look forward to seeing you um, same time in two weeks. Uh, same spoopy time, same spoopy channel. Yes. Stay spoopy, y'all. Stay spoopy, y'all. Bye. Bye. Good night. Bye, Katie. Bye, Katie. Good night, Good night puppies. Girls Podcast is a production by Katie Dale and Britt Ray. Our editor is N.R. Moody. All music used is royalty-free and can be found in our annotations. You can follow us on all of our socials. And if you have any comments, questions, or just want to say hey, our email is contactus at grindhousegirlspod.com. Thanks for listening.